0: Hey there guys, my name is Nina, and my name is Deb, and And welcome back back to to The House That that Built Me. me. Um, So for some of you guys who are just joining us, you want to say thank you for all the new followers and all the new people who've been joining us. But if this is your first time listening to us, you're two fast friends who love talking about their weird childhoods all the time. So grab a drink and buckle up and join us for this ride.
1: Yeah, this podcast explores our origin stories and explains to our family and friends and that last cookie in that Oreo box that you decided not to eat because you didn't want to finish the box and then your entire family imploded because you're just like, who's a bitch who left the one cookie? <laughs> the reason why we are the way we are.
0: You know, that that's like a theory. Like in restaurants, we do this on purpose. So we always put uneven
1: numbers of i'm uh, so salty about that right
0: we always put uneven numbers of uh bread yeah and it's actually like built into our waist and everything like that and it's like it's called the nub like the last one's called the nub why it's it's just like a cultural thing i don't know why like people are awkward about finishing it or like they'll split it sometimes they'll split it yeah like but like to the people who don't split it and they just leave that like one piece of bread it's like that's done on purpose
1: why i always think of food when i think of food i think i think about um what's the, the sausage movie or oh like a, yeah <laughs> and it's just like if you give eyeballs to all the food that you left behind you're just breaking their hearts they're destined for your stomach but you're just like mm-hmm. oh social constructs i can't eat the last fucking breadstick yeah i'm not gonna eat it yeah. eat it
0: you know you want to yeah 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 i always either give it away or I'll try to split it with somebody. But it's it's a thing. It's actually a thing.
1: And and I know that people are just like, oh, we ran out of butter. Ask for more butter. Oh, always ask for more butter. I always, whenever I go to a oh, restaurant yeah. that has butter, I'll be like, can you bring me butter? And then they're like, sure. I'm like, no, no. Not just like regular people butter. Bring me like, a, like if I was six times my size, bring me that much
0: butter. Because <laughs> I will eat it. I put it on everything. That's fair. I like that. Let's stick to that. Yeah um so usually we don't know what we're talking about we actually never know what we're talking about sometimes it's, we do it, it's it's how we live our lives <laughs> so we're gonna go to our magical box of episodes and we're gonna find out what we're gonna talk about
1: unplanned and spontaneous oh she stretched we changed setup in my room and now things are difficult okay okay are we ready? Like, yeah
0: Champagne taste, beer. Budget. Oh, have you thought about this? I haven't actually concepts of luxury. Yeah. So if you if you want know to kind of want to start with this. Yeah. So my dad used to say the saying all the time mm-hmm. when he was referring to my mom, because. <laughs> She likes to live a lavish life, but we don't. We didn't always have the budget for it, sure. And which was fair, which is fine, because like we we were once I was like six years old, we were a single income home. Like my mom was the only one who was working. Yeah. And um, she is one of those people who goes from like paycheck to paycheck, and I that's how I've lived my life. My dad was always a saver. Like he saved. I think he told me he saved all of his money from the time that he was like a teenager yeah. from like doing lawns and all that kind of stuff. And he had actually put the down payment on their house with that money. And I was like, that's impressive. Like, obviously, I would not be able to do that today, even if I had saved up all of my money. Like, I would probably not be able to do that today. Sure. The type of house
1: i want <laughs> well not the house you just want a bougie penthouse apartment though yeah
0: but those are expensive still right? yeah you want
1: the condo fees and none of the yard yeah i get exactly, it i get it yeah.
0: exactly and so he used to say this all the time and i used to like really take this to heart and like how i m- like managed my how i how the things i like and the appearance of luxury versus what you can actually afford and then i have a little story about it and about what i learned about korea
1: about you oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah 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 i know i know
0: but yeah this is where this is where that title came from <laughs> yeah but it's
1: a great title because it basically describes what we want to talk about right mm-hmm. like champagne tastes beer budget it's just but but it's it's also about talking about that motivation Is just like why are your eyes bigger than your wallet
0: yeah oh gosh
1: yeah and oh, and gosh. and it's and it's this concept of like luxury and bougie or bourgeois mm-hmm. like that everybody portrays. And the one thing I like about what millennial culture and TikToks and do-it-yourself situation has yeah. happened is just like they're able, when you do it yourself, mm-hmm. you're able to get maybe that concept of luxury. Like you don't have to get a full construction team to come in and redo your statement wall in your bedroom. Yes. You can do it yourself with mm-hmm. a bunch of plywood and a good coat of paint. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying to see that. But there's also like this underlying, like um, before Crazy Rich Asian came, there was a doc, like an Asian uh, reality show from Mm -hmm. BC. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but it just followed these like um, next generation immigrant um, Asian girls coming from like really rich families like mm-hmm. dynasties of families from hong kong singapore china yeah um and they come here for school and their parents buy their real estate and mm-hmm. then they they get their degree and they go into another bougie uh yeah, occupation whether it's like real estate fashion design modeling yeah and it's just the exorbit, like their their lifestyle is oh my god way beyond what i could even ever imagine someone to to be able to be happy in yeah it's just like oh yeah like gonna go for brunch with the girls but at like the most expensive hotel and get caviar for breakfast and oh my gosh. and like going to italy for shopping for like hermes scarves and yeah. bags and shit and it was just like huh, why because it's just it's 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 also like portraying like this is possibility if you have enough money and you yeah. can live this life some people don't have the money but they still want to live the life and so right. we have a debt crisis
0: yeah, well I think that's like one of the big the big things with certain family like lifestyles and how you see different families like how they live. Mm-hmm. Like my family we I wouldn't say like we tried to show that we were rich but ever ever but I think I saw this like big disparity from like when I was in elementary school yeah. versus like I actually went to school with like really, really rich people and I've talked about this in previous episodes, where there were kids complaining about going on Disney cruises or going to that trip to Greece or things like that. And I was like I will I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, take me with you. And and I used to always ask my mom, like, when will we ever go get to go to Disney World? When will we ever get to go to Disneyland? Like when will we ever get to do these things? Like we never really traveled. The most we traveled was to Ottawa and or montreal or um, maybe like buffalo we went to buffalo oh no my
1: that okay hold on hold on hold yeah. on okay i have the funniest story side quest for go the for buffalo it. go for it um when i was in university now this is this is just how i don't know what my brain was thinking when i said these things but it was. I traveled a lot when I was younger with yeah. my parents. And it was easy because I would just fit into a bag and they would take me around because I was tiny. Of course. Um, I wasn't. I was a fat kid. Anyway, I was just <laughs> younger and it was cheaper. It was cheaper for me to travel instead of an adult ticket, like a child. Yeah. Um, And uh, then I moved to North America. And when I moved to Canada and I started, I, I don't have a travel blog anymore mm-hmm. just because i have like, in my head, I've done it. And yeah. it's just like, I'm not really motivated. Like, I'll still travel, but I'm not motivated to for that to be my lifestyle yes um and uh at some point during university doing like a res awkward ice breaking situation they're like where have you traveled i'm like oh like uh, and to me it was just like oh yeah like australia hong kong i did all like the age like mm-hmm. asian countries thailand singapore stuff like that mm-hmm. um oh uh philly for shopping <laughs> Cause the, oh
0: Pennsylvania,
1: because <laughs> my pa- when we first moved and we weren't traveling because we had to stay in the country to get our PR yeah like to get our documentation so we can get become naturalized citizens mm-hmm. we couldn't do anything except go to the U S so my parents are like let's go shopping Pennsylvania has less tax I'm like. Oh okay. All so right. we so we drove across the border, stayed in like a like whatever days in. Yeah. And then went to the strip malls, like the like the yep. yeah, yeah, and yep. to like go to all these stores for discounts it's crazy. And it's just like every day is Black Friday in the US. It's yes. Fucking insane. I love it.
0: Like I used to love going shopping in the States. It was so much fun for me. Oh my god. So much fun for me. Um Oh fuck, that's hilarious! Do you ever go to the Walden Galleria? I think that's what it's called. What is it's, that? It's in Buffalo. It's like one of the biggest malls. It's like this really big attraction there in Buffalo, like Maybe. probably the only one. And I remember going, and I went to like this store, and my mom was like, "This is your budget," and I was like, "Can I have a little bit more?" And not understanding the value of money mm-hmm. and understanding that we're in. We were traveling for, like, my little brother or something like that. But I was like, can I get more? (laughs) Can I have more? And uh, my mom was like, no, like, this is your budget. So I had to, like, keep within it. And it sucked. But I, like, I got to, I went to this store called Dahlia's. I don't know if it's still like this.
1: That sounds familiar, too.
0: It was super cute. It was, like, a little, it was, like, a, like, a girl's store. It had, like, a bunch of really fun... Just a bunch of fast fashion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was fast fashion. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. And it was, and I got like a, uh, what is it? Like a catalog. Yeah. And I remember going through it. All the time, and just thinking, oh, I could wear this outfit. Oh, I could wear this. Oh, I want this. oh I want that. And always be like, Mom, can we order this? Can we order this? It's like no, because now we're not in the states. Like it's yeah, it'll yeah cost money yeah. to have it shipped.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. The, but, oh my. The the border custom mm-hmm. duties on things that you get from the U.S. Oh, is yeah.
0: obscene. Oh, it's really ridiculous. It's th- the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. is ridiculous. We're just
1: like we have a land border. Border. We didn't even have to fly this shit across. Somebody nope. like you drove it across. I could have driven it across and not oh, had to pay the goddamn. <laughs> customs I, I understand this is people's jobs i'm not harping on that yeah i'm just like it's ridiculous it is
0: it gets a little bit
1: because it doesn't go to the people who are actually shipping the items no it goes it back goes to, to the, the government company, yeah
0: and the government yeah yeah so um yeah so it's it it was really fun like i i, I don't um we, yeah we didn't travel much we didn't travel much as like a family so to go to uh a very lavish elementary school. It wasn't even a private school. It was actually surrounded by a bunch of private schools. Mm-hmm. And they, these were, like, kids that had the choice to go to a private school and their parents could afford it, and they just chose not to. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember my mom got me into the special program that would eventually lead me into this public school. But she sent me to this, like, bougie pre-preschool. Okay. Like, I guess it was, like, a Montessori. Sure. So that I could get acquainted with these kids. And so I, she could get closer to their parents. Okay. This is how I view my mom. My mom is very I f- smart.
1: I feel like your mom uh, is a very well-educated dance mom. Yes. Kind of. Because she's just like, oh, opportunities through my children. Yes. Excellent. Yes. But, like, well, like, she did it the right way. She's mm-hmm. sharp as a tack. And it didn't, like, exploit you at all. But, no. like, similar opportunities. Yeah.
0: She's like a... Um, great networker and yeah. i think that's like one of the things about luxury is that you need to know who to network through so you can get what <laughs> you want i'm just immediately my image went to a bunch of kids in business suits trying to network So <laughs> it felt like
1: yeah
0: um but yeah like and then and then we went to the school and i was like there was literally a school down the street from my house that i could have walked to i didn't have to wake yeah. up super early but didn't have french immersion it didn't have all these like other things and it was in this really really good area mm-hmm. and i remember my mom being like this school will give you the better opportunity so she
1: had champagne taste for your
0: education as mm-hmm. well which is not a bad thing no not no. a bad thing at all but like i i remember when i was uh, thinking about going into middle school she's like oh what is a school you want to go to and she's like do you want to do one that's closer to home Do you want to do uh the theater school that's right after yours ones that are a little bit out of our district, she, she was just like, if you're going to do something out of our district, you have to do French immersion because that's the only way that you can do out-of-district mm-hmm. schools in Toronto. And um, I remember being like, oh, well, I want to go to this private school. Okay, because I like the uniforms.
1: Oh my god, You're it was weeb. Right? It was called. <laughs> I was, and so
0: there, there. was this one. I guess it doesn't really matter because I don't live in Toronto anymore. It's called Branksome Hall,
1: mm-hmm. and it was. Shh, it sounds bougie. It, it was, was drip that drip right from that name. All girls' school. Okay.
0: And uh, had a uniform, it was really cute, and it was a IB. It was like okay, a, it was so, a straight yeah. free, uh, feeder school from middle school to high school, and mm-hmm. then you were guaranteed an IB at the end of sure. it. Sure. And so it was, like, I don't even know what that means now. Like, I don't even know I think it's, like,
1: inter something like that. Yeah.
0: And it, it's supposed to be, it was like, one of the top schools in Toronto. I remember, like, researching all the top schools, and I wanted to go to it. And my mom was like, you, you can't get into that unless you get a full scholarship. Your grades aren't. <laughs> and I was just like, well, what would I have to do to get into it? She's like, you have to get money. Oh. And so those dreams were knocked off, and then i was like okay well like what about these schools like these other private schools there's three other ones that i wanted to go to she was like again you need mm. a full scholarship or we need money. money and neither of those things are happening so Back i'm like, and... yeah i died obviously so i went to the theater school which was still in like a really prominent like rich area and still went to school with a bunch of rich people but one of the upsides of going to schools with like really, really rich people. Do the drugs. Batmitsfahs. Yeah. Batmitsfahs. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Sorry.
1: The only experience I know of people are talking about like I went I went to school with rich people was like Kevin back in Burlington yeah. and it was a whole bunch of drugs.
0: No. It there was... were drugs. I just wasn't taking them. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> all the kids so, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, but it's like everybody smoked weed and shit. And, like, I'm not talking to... about weed. I'm a couple talking about. Kids a... coke. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: talking about like opiates and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a couple coke. kids yeah. did that,
0: yeah. But it wasn't until high school that I was like really. Can you think about how
1: <laughs> yeah. how fucked up your life is being hmm. so saturated with money that you do Coke for fun because that's the only joy you have in your life?
0: It's it's sad. I saw I saw kids be really sad about it. Yeah, like it's their home. Yeah, right? and
1: that and that's the the downside mm-hmm.
0: of, of of old money, basically. In luxury. Yeah, it's is that you can have anything because you have money, and that's the only thing that brings you joy. Yeah, that's fucking sad. That's Insane. just super sad. And at the, at such a young age too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I oh yeah, I just uh, I, I love the bet mitzvahs because you got you walked away with gifts. These kids had like really really nice venues. This one girl, you probably uh, the CNE has like a bunch of different buildings. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know the one that looks like a like um like a dome, like it's but it's like an old like a like the sub. international pavilion. Maybe that's what it's called. Okay. But one of one of my classmates at the time, she had her bat mitzvah there, and it looked like we were in like. A scene of Bridgerton. I'm not. Oh, even okay. So
1: I was just about to say, like Cinderella's ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was, it was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was gorgeous, and it was beautiful, and it was. I don't know how much they spent on it, but it was obviously that, too much. That mm-hmm. reminds me of. That i used to be an avid watcher of mm-hmm. my
1: sweet 16 but i watched it for the fucking tantrums because yes. they were so gorgeous they were so like fudge level of satisfaction seeing a bunch of entitled kids yeah. freak out because they couldn't get like a bmw this series they got the older series yeah. so they just like freak the fuck out and it's just like it's crazy you got a car bro
0: yeah i know I know. Yeah. Some people just, like, they, they just don't notice it. And I, I did go to school with some kids like that, where they complained about what they got from their parents, or that they didn't get to do this on the trip, or they got dragged on this trip. And I was like, kind like, can you just stop? I, I stopped hanging out with people like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But those are the people I grew up with. And so it's crazy to think that, like, I lived this life of, like, just within my means. Yeah. Versus all these all these kids who didn't I remember one of these kids got like the first iPhone ever like Mm -hmm. the first iPhone ever yeah hadn't been released when it was a brick yeah yeah and it hadn't been released in Canada he only got it because his dad worked for a company that uh, that gave it to him as like a work phone and he didn't need it Mm -hmm. and so he got it and I remember us all being so obsessed with it and I was just like this isn't even his phone it's his dad's phone I get that but it's it's Yeah, I guess so. It was great. I just found it, like, I found it insane. Insane. But we were all obsessed with it. We were all obsessed. And people
1: still are. Mm -hmm. I, yesterday, uh, someone was telling me a story how somebody was traveling across the Europe, like, traveling across Europe, (laughs) and didn't go to the beach with his friends to watch the Apple, like, showdown release commercial. Mm -hmm. Like, you know the one where they're on the stage talking to a bunch of children about, this is new, This, this camera has, like, like eight thousand pixels yeah, yeah. and in and a, and a rock from Mars. like he didn't go enjoy his Euro trip. Because he had to go sit in his hotel room and watch the live broadcast. And I'm just like, that's fucked up. How brainwashed are you by the the cult of Apple mm-hmm. to want to do that? Like to give up experiences yeah. to watch a tech mogul who doesn't know you exist mm-hmm. uh, describe things that you potentially want, but was seriously built with a system in which it will go obsolete because they will come with new stuff and yeah. then you want the new stuff yeah and that's a concept right that the, mm-hmm. those are the concepts of like consuming commercial stuff like yes. materials that yep. i have such a big issue with because you know how i feel about fa- fast fashion yes. bane of my existence mm-hmm. second highest polluter in the entire world apart mm. from oil you use so much water to make new clothes yep. and and why
0: why why is there 52 fucking seasons of fashion I think it was. It started off with the fashion industry being obsolete, becoming obsolete, and it was their way of of diving into diving into consumer uh, well, fashion.
1: At, well, at some point, fashion was unattainable, right? Like 100%. things things on the catwalk were not achievable. No. Things that are, that were on trend were only on celebrities and rich people. Yeah, I totally get that. And so they they mm-hmm. dumbed it down. They mm-hmm. made it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, they exploited workers. Yeah. They um have all this overhead cost. Mm-hmm. Nothing is made locally anymore ever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and then it just feeds into that cycle, right? Yeah. So if you're not aware mm-hmm. that the things you the, the those sales are so enticing, but you have to step back and ask, like, why is this so cheap? It's when a box of diapers costs thirty six dollars.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I wanna hear a little bit about your concepts of luxury how you
1: grew up with it so so it's interesting that you like so your 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 mom had bougie taste mm. but i feel like she was very smart with it oh yeah and um you grew up in high school with kids that were affluent right and yes. those were the exposures that you were given it was just people's preferences mm-hmm. i grew up in dubai Market. which they weren't wrong like people aren't wrong when they say that oh dubai is super luxurious mm-hmm. there's an entire marketplace just purely for gold yeah um but like when you grow up there when you're raised there and you've lived there for 17 years mm-hmm. and your brain uh, gets to notice these things um, as you're growing up and you're making your own thoughts about how this entire country functions. Yeah. You'll notice that there's like a seedy underbelly of like exploiting construction labor. Yeah. And um, just putting on a facade. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. It's it's kind of like punching a wall through uh, a main, uh, like a, a supporting, uh, punching a hole through a supporting wall of your house yeah. and patching it with, drywall it's something like that it's just on the outside it looks good it's wonderful like it's just like oh that wall's awesome Mm -hmm. but it's all just fucking plastic so that's what i grew up with and and it's and it was everywhere we said the malls were extravagant Mm -hmm. the clothes were extravagant oh my god the smells would assault my nose constantly because obviously you live in the desert and people sweat and Mm -hmm. i get it but so instead of potentially maybe showering a couple extra times or getting some extra strength deodorant, it's drown yourself with like rose like, rose-flavored. Because it's... It like, the Arabian smells. Yeah. And some some of those smells are very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But they are oversaturated in the perfume in, industry. Right. So everybody smells like they... It's strong-smelling.
0: Like, strong smells all the time. And you know what? I, And I get that, like, even here. Yeah. It's when people douse themselves in perfume. It's fucking, like... Ugh.
1: Me, me and Kevin, like, go to a grocery store now. Mm-hmm. And if I, like, immediately, like, I'll smell it first. I'm like, go, oh, turn around, turn around. Because he'll start, like... He's very sensitive. Right. And I'm I will tolerate it because I was raised to tolerate it. Yes. So it was just like I'll smell it and then I'm in his like bodyguard and I'm like no you can't you can't walk past it. his his downward draft is awful. Go. Ooh. go. Um and and at some point I would be a hypocrite if I said that I didn't subscribe to those concepts of languages because that, that's mm-hmm. all I knew yeah that was all I learned yes. like there's there's no other option so it was like going to church was like a formal affair like mm-hmm. skirts and dress pants and clothing and like even going to the mall was a formal affair wow. and everybody took so much effort. To how they presented themselves to the public, because mm-hmm. for them that was all the other people see. So like right. we live in this country, we need to prove that we belong here and that we can live the lifestyle that the country portrays. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I like I came from my parents were working like they they worked in banks and stuff, but yeah. we were we were doing fine. We were completely able to support ourselves Mm -hmm. we lived within our means it's great but there was also like this underlying maybe like kick in the balls where you're just like you have to have the nicest things and it was Mm -hmm. super fucking overly competitive you could see between the family friends yeah if somebody got something like say we got like a a large two-bedroom house and somebody was just like oh i'm gonna get a three-bedroom house like oh and you can't own real estate there either like you're just renting right right? so um it's just like petty bullshit things like that Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry that, like, I feel bad for younger me for having to think that that was okay back mm-hmm. then. Because now I know, like, I, I hope I know better. But I've also evolved my taste in things. Like, I have the fashion sense of a grandma, which is fine <laughs> by me. Because then I can thrift all my clothing. Yeah. And all my jewelry is vintage now. I stopped buying new. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped it because going to the mall gives me anxiety. And it's not anxiety of being in crowds and it's not anxiety of being outside. Mm-hmm. It's the anxiety of, of going into a store and not being happy at all with anything I'm about to purchase. Even because right. knowing that in the future mm-hmm. that this items going to not keep me happy it was just purely an adrenaline rush Mm -hmm. but then all I'm seeing now is that all that money is going into the pockets of the the worst people possible
0: oh yeah yeah that's definitely like changed my like now now it's changed how I how I look at fast fashion how I look at just going to the mall because I fucking
1: loved a deal like oh my god, Uh, like (laughs) when Old Navy maybe five years ago when Old Navy would come up with their Christmas sales and they're like everything's 70% off I would get like emails I'm like yeah and then I would go and I would like trying to figure out something i was bigger so like the clothes at old navy used to fit me but like the best so i'm just like obviously i'm gonna throw you money but then it's just like
0: it it was just like getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and the quality wouldn't last and i'm just like this sucks no i would say the quality actually for old navy has gone down tremendously even like even in the last six years since i last worked there it's gone down like some of the items that i've had that i've had they've lasted Six plus years now that I've had them. Yeah, and even before them, when I used to shop there, used to last like there' some some items. So you still can go bad. to the
1: thrift store now and find Old Navy from early 2000s yeah. and it's excellent quality.
0: Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I don't know what happened. There's there was a shift with Old Navy, but they they fucked up.
1: It, well, well, what happened is that they're trying to cater for lower prices, and how yeah. do you do that? Like again, yeah. fifty two weeks of fashion.
0: But you know, like they're all owned. So Old Navy, sorry, side quest. Old Navy is owned by the Gap Company, who, who also owns Banana Republic, yeah. who also owns, like, these three other, like, online American stores. Sure. And they're a little bit higher end, and they're a little bit more, like, like mango or... No. No. Anyway, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're I online. just put
1: the fruits together. Banana Republic, oh, of course, mango.
0: mango. No, mango's on its own. But, um... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, uh... No, they, they are all owned. And so, basically, at one point, you could go to Old Navy, get the same jacket from Banana Republic for, like, a quarter of the price. Sure. And and it would still be really good quality. Yeah. But now what's happened is that Old Navy has become like the budget version of Gap yeah. and um and Banana Republic. Yeah. And it might seem like you're getting something that's very similar at a quarter of the price, but you're actually getting a worse quality. Mhm. And it's not the same. Yeah. And which I find is t- terrible because I I guess people did realize that they were all manufactured by the yeah. same people and they said, "Oh, you know what? I can get the same pea coat at Old Navy for $10 instead of a hundred dollars for banana republic and it's basically the same thing and and people figured it out and they're like well i guess we need to change something and they made their fashions a lot worse yeah
1: they just did and and it's also like i i have an issue about things that trend like Mm. the word trend in Mm. terms of anything if it comes to fashion it comes to home decor yeah right like everybody's like oh you need to have the most trendy thing and i think we need to normalize not doing the trendy thing i agree because at that point, you have such a high turnover mm-hmm. of the things that assault your fucking eyes <laughs> on a daily basis. It's yep. like, how would you ever find out what you really like when you keep changing things because you're dissatisfied and you're not on trend?
0: I, I don't know where that comes. I think that comes from people who do have that, ex- that comes, disposable income, though, right? It comes from the 1950s when advertising took the
1: fuck off, when they were mm-hmm. advertising cocaine <laughs> and and like mercury for solving things or yeah. some bullshit like all arsenic i don't know Blade. like arsenic as a sleep sleep aid like yeah. just a whole bunch of shit right like so it's the power of marketing yes. right and at what point do you say that i don't really need to do this just because
0: somebody's telling me mm-hmm. that i should have it mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't know every once in a while i like what is it i i, I do kind of but i also do you dislike these like targeted ads from things that you've searched up before? The FBI
1: agent in, your, hel- in yeah, your phone?
0: I love it. I love it and I hate it. Yeah. There's sometimes where there's things that I'm like, oh yeah, like I do. I have I've the named name. mine. I, oh, what's his name?
1: My FBI agent on my phone. His name is Carlos. Carlos? Carlos.
0: Sorry, alarm keeps on going off. Oh, it's my sleep alarm. Carlos, it <laughs> was nap. a young
1: boy somewhere. I'm not gonna say like Latin America. That's way too. That's way too precise. Mm. He's, he was a young boy who grew up in a in a traditional Latino family who struggled their entire life, and then he decided that he was gonna study hard and become an FBI agent. Yeah, because he saw the the stampede that like caught that one serial killer who was running down the street, and everybody's like, "That's the serial killer!" And then everybody started running around behind oh. him. Um, and that was his inspiration. And then yeah. he um, did something bad because he thought he was doing good. And then he mm. got stuck on phone duty.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I have not named mine. I'm not named mine. But I do I do kind of like them because there's every once in a while where I'll be given like maybe a product that I didn't think of. So at the moment I'm shopping for like, um, what is it called? Mattresses? <laughs> And I've been thinking about like, okay, I want something that's affordable, but like from Canada. And then there's this one that popped up. Like, Andy? No, no? it's called Purple. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I've been, uh, I've been thinking about it, and, uh, and it's sold at like this Canadian like out outlet, People, which is uh what is it called? Sleep Country. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, it can still get it like through like a Canadian like distributor yeah. and i don't feel too bad about yeah. where i'm spending my money
1: no but those are nece- like necessary things and obviously yeah. you don't want to go cheap for things like like mattresses no. but um i like that you said that you've been looking at like all your ads are now catered to mattresses because yeah. so sometimes i have candid conversations about vaginal health no. and then immediately i'll get like a canestal. like you know the, yeah or uh, felix or feel like whatever like yeah whatever what like yeast infection pills or mm-hmm. something like that and mm-hmm. you stick up and then you're just, like, how did you get from that to that? <laughs> okay, cool
0: I uh yeah, so it it's weird, they're weird, i but I like them, I don't hate them, but it's marketing and it's like marketing. and that's that's the the whole thing about luxury and mm-hmm. the whole
1: thing about champagne taste and beer budget mm-hmm. is that you are constantly assaulted with how your life no guess uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you' you're, like visually right yeah. like you're you're just there's so much chaos that you're mm-hmm. absorbing with everywhere you go there's an ad everywhere it's Mm -hmm. hyper sexualized maybe that's how they trigger you wanting those things because you're actually turned on slightly
0: okay so here's the thing okay here's the thing so um i was in school last year and we had the very awesome chance to be taught by like an actual advertising dude Mm -hmm. and he was like this person's son it was great but he said there's three things that advertisers will use to get you okay and it's sex violence and money those are the three things okay that will attract you in the first three seconds of seeing an ad okay and so if it's not sex so uh for example like car commercials like scent commercials sure. certain types of like those <laughs> types of things
1: we need to come back to perfume commercials because yeah. i can go on a rant about that right? but i
0: can't keep going and then and then the second one I'm sorry violence um any any form of violence i don't i don't know why but it works uh whether it be to like help you after violence or that's like, just
1: the patriarchy
0: right and then um money so it's like whether it be you saving money or making money or any sort of kind of form that will attract you in the first three seconds yeah um and I, I, that's it that's why that's that's what they yeah, do yeah yeah that's that's how but they you get know, us. those
1: are oh, those are three kinks Sex, like sex just being like, like th- yeah, that's just, that's what turns you yeah. on. But some people have a kink of money and some people have a kink of violence, right? Yeah. So if you have like a fetish and mm-hmm. you see violence in an ad, you're already, like, I think everybody just, if, if a marketing ad works on you, I think you're turned on mm-hmm. or they're hiding like hidden dicks everywhere <laughs> in the ad. There's <laughs> like a hidden dick somewhere. Kind of like, you know, you go to Disneyland yeah. and there are hidden Mickey Mouse images everywhere. It's yeah. just advertisements, but there's just like hidden phallic shapes. Yep everywhere and and that's how they get you
0: i think it just i think also like when when you're being barraged berated berated (laughs) with with all of these uh new things and all these advertisements it's what we think you need this yeah and we think that you need this now yeah and and we're the authority and we're yeah and we're telling you what you need yeah so that you can feel more fulfilled in your life and I think it definitely depends on, like, where you sit in terms of, like, what you want to, want to show to other people and how you want to see how, like, other people are living their lives. Like, when I was a kid, I remember, what was it? My mom really wanted me to get my driver's license. And I think she wanted me to get my driver's license so I could drive my brother and sister around places. Sure. One. Two, I didn't want a driver's license because I did not see – a reason for me to have a driver's license or a car sure. it just looked like it just cost me money um it yeah uh, i wasn't It wasn't the fact that i was getting a used car i didn't even really care about the car i just didn't see a, a need for it yeah i was 16. i
1: completely I, right? I didn't see a need to get my full driver's license till mm-hmm. last fucking year yeah. i'm 27 yeah. like i i and everybody was just like, oh, you're making money. You can totally afford a car. I'm like, it's not. It's the principle of the thing. It's mm-hmm. just my life is completely fine. Like I bus because I think I enjoy that routine mm-hmm. of waking up, walking to the bus stop, yep. getting to the bus, seeing familiar faces every day, and then coming to work, mm-hmm. and then leaving when the bus like takes me back home. Yeah. I, I enjoy that routine. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, but it's so convenient. And I'm just like, I think I might die slightly on the inside if I bring more convenience into my life. I like that. Yeah, I and, like that. A and lot. I think it's because for some reason my brain, like, just how I know I'm a freaking workaholic, mm-hmm. and I like learning new crafts, and I constantly need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. It's about the effort in the thing. Okay. I constantly need to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm putting. bit of my soul and the things that I do on a daily basis to find fulfillment from it yeah and so a car doesn't do that because it's Mm. so for me I give names to all the inanimate objects in my life that mean but a car like I have no relation to it it doesn't give me any joy or hope like it's just it's a death machine
0: it is a death machine I do agree with that yeah but yeah yeah it's just it 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 didn't add anything and I know now I realize why my mom really wanted me like wanted me to ha- like have my driver's license and be able to have my own car and everything like that. And I think it was also like one of those things where it's like, like once you get your driver's license, once you get your car, you're kind of more towards that like adulthood, and you go back into those um, like the nuclear what, what do you the call box? it? The box. The checklist. The, yeah. The, oh, the prison sentence. The prison. Yeah, the prison yeah. Sentence of life. Yeah. <laughs> and, your time. You're doing your time, right? And so I'm just like adding to that. So like I've in the car. I've gotten. I have my driver's license. I have a little bit more autonomy in my life. I have a little bit more independence within my life because I can choose when I get to yeah. go somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? And and I I understand that now, but like at the same time, I think that's that's a form of luxury, right? Being able to choose when you get to go somewhere, how you get there, yeah. those types of things. When in the fact when you have to take a bus or the subway or anything like that, you are on somebody else's time. Yeah, and it's and that. Stems I back love to it. What it I makes me it more face. accountable. It makes right? me more accountable for my time. It's mm-hmm. just like I
1: need to get to this place. If I'm late, I'm half an hour late because yeah. of the bus. So I'm actually insulting the person I'm about to meet or or, or something to that effect. I have an appointment. I need mm-hmm. to get there on time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, I have a car. <laughs> I'm going to not not map quest it. I don't know what the distance oh gosh, is. I'm going to pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to pretend it takes 10 minutes, but then you get into the car and you put your Google Maps on and it says that, oh, it'll take 20 minutes with traffic. And you're like, fuck, I didn't account for this. Yeah. But with a bus, you're just like, you're ready i gotta account for it
0: you're already doing it yeah. so you already don't trust the bus system especially yeah. here in ottawa there's disconnect
1: i think mm-hmm. i think in a life of con- consume consuming everything whether it's mm-hmm. luxury or convenience mm-hmm. there's a disconnect
0: yes yeah and and i think it's just if you're choosing like with luxury and then convenience to like kind of tie those two together it's it's also like a form of privilege and yeah. it's also a form of, like, what you have access to and yeah. what you're able to have access to. And I'm not saying everybody who has a car or chooses convenience is choosing. Is, no, we're not, I'm not villainizing that at yeah. all. We're just saying that it, it is a form of privilege because not everybody does have that ability to be able yeah. to do those things. Um, the it, system is radial. It is. It definitely is. So just, like, like keeping those things in mind as as somebody who's, like, grown up and seen What it is, yeah. But like now that I'm also 27, now I do want a car, and now I do want, yeah, and I do want that autonomy. And it's like I'm 10 years late.
1: But you're in charge of that decision. You weren't waiting to be like I'm 16. Oh yeah, I should totally get my driver's license, Mm -hmm. wait a year, do my G2, get a car, then Mm -hmm. do my G1. Like you, you weren't driven by those these these concepts because that's that's what's also marketed, right? Like from my super sweet 16 kids mm-hmm. getting like luxury cars but it's just like oh once i'm 16 i should totally be able to get a car yeah whether i have to sell my kidney or <laughs> like badger my parents and have okay. them skip a mortgage payment so that i can be a bitch about it and get a car i would never do that to yeah. yeah yeah i could never do that to
0: my parents but yeah it's just yeah i, I do really i do really love like the fact that i've learned from these little bits of champagne taste that my mom wanted us to have and I I do appreciate that she did want us to still feel included within like a really rich community and like people who could live in those means even though we couldn't yeah um but I appreciate it more now that I'm not like stressed about trying to live that life of luxury trying to get the newest iPhone trying to get the newest uh like fashion item or whatever's in and I'm I'm also really happy that like the whole world is kind of geared away from that type of stuff. And yeah. we're, we are gearing towards more thrifted things and more yeah. like...
1: Oh, secondhand all the way.
0: Secondhand, local, like buy from people, do those buy nothing groups. They're great. Oh, buy nothing groups. Oh my God. So one of
1: my favorite things, just as like a bookend, one of my favorite yeah. things to do with my husband is um on garbage day so that's every two weeks. Um even in the winter people will put shit out. Yeah. It's to do take a walk either late the previous day Mm -hmm. or early in the morning when people are putting out their garbage. Because people throw away because again again it's the point it, there's a disconnect because yes. they choose a convenient route mm-hmm. they just toss things out on the street because they don't want to take that extra 10 minutes of work it, it, it takes mm-hmm. to put it on a buy nothing yeah. to donate it at value village yep. or to try and sell it on all the fucking different platforms we have Kijiji so we have well Craigslist is for shady folk but yeah. <laughs> we have Craigslist, Cra- Craigslist we have Facebook marketplace mm-hmm. you have like auto exchange you have so many things yeah. you, can, you can go to habitat and for humanity Mm -hmm. and give them the furniture because you're going to give it to a family in need
0: yes yes, right. there's so many
1: options but they Mm -hmm. took the route of the convenience that was shown to them which Mm was oh the garbage truck will pick it up yeah i'm the garbage truck i will go Mm pick it up me and Kevin while we've been in this house for about a year we have saved mm-hmm. so many pieces of furniture it's yeah. not enough I don't think I'm doing enough mm-hmm. but what I'm trying to do I think it has been a little successful and has bought me a bit of peace of mind yeah. but we've saved so many pieces from going from the landfill we'll mm-hmm. just we ask our neighbors if they are our direct neighbors whether we can take it and they're like yeah of course mm-hmm. I'll put it on the buy nothing or if I think it's a really good piece I'll try and sell it yeah. so I've made a bit of money mm-hmm. which I'm not complaining about yeah. um, not that I do anything I don't I anymore because COVID, yeah but um it's really nice to know that the, this would have gone to the landfill and stayed there for millennia and in, yeah who knows
0: what would have happened to yeah. it. also yeah like anything can be repurposed if you have a fire pit use it as firewood if it's wooden yeah but as my boyfriend but, says everything yeah. burns uh
1: explore that like 13 year old ambition of yours to try arson but you were kind of scared because mm-hmm. you your mom made you watch scared straight <laughs> and you're just like maybe i don't want to potentially go to G V. so like explore those options
0: please do please explore yeah. those options um
1: I, what's your takeaway
0: i would say i would say try to live within your means yeah buy local buy used reuse and yeah. be more conscious about your spending needs and don't yeah. have a don't have a champagne taste of
1: okay. your budget and as a popular theme on our side is just like uh, question everything. If something seems too convenient, everything. if something seems too convenient, question it because there's probably it, it's it's you're the butterfly effect.
0: Yeah, I wanna- your
1: action is probably going to do a whole bunch of bullshit things, and yes. you probably want to look into that a little bit.
0: I want. I want to. I want a sweatshirt that says that now, and I'm gonna send it to my dad. <laughs> what question everything? question everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great, that's a great takeaway. Yeah, I love it for sure. Okay, right. guys, thanks, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, so as per usual, if you liked what you heard, click that follow. Follow us on Instagram at the House That Built Me Podcast, and we would love to hear stories from you. Yeah, We want to hear from you guys and. um like send us a dm
1: yes yeah, send us a dm because i feel like our email is scaring people because they have <laughs> to go they have to follow like email convention which is dear sir or madam sincerely yours yeah we don't need that just be like yo and give us a story yes
0: yes what kind of story deb um
1: you have to tell me about oh i know i know this is from my own life when i was 16 one of my friends had a party on a boat. Okay, she booked a yacht. Like, I don't know if it was expensive or not, but it was crazy as hell. And she invited some of her friends, like, her friends. But it was such a, like, luxurious thing that we were about to experience. Like, we were going to go on a fucking boat. Mm -hmm. And the river that's next to the Burj Dubai. And we're going to see the buildings and stuff. And then we had another mutual friend who wasn't close to this girl. Mm -hmm. But he felt so left out. And he wanted to experience that that thing that he badgered and badgered and badgered her and he she finally let him in and when i look into the, like look at it now i'm just like no. that was really toxic but he was completely driven by this concept that he had to be there that oh, that that was that was the luxury event of the year mm-hmm. and he had to participate so i want your fucked up stories i know like people make mistakes we're not judging people so i don't no. judge him for it because i'm like at that time we were all fucking brainwashed mm-hmm. all part of the machine um i just kind of want your story and i want to see whether you ever realized it or it was because i started talking like this that you were just like "Fuck, i was bitch in high school I'm like yes tell me about it <laughs> all, right, all right guys, guys bye, bye. <laughs>